I'm not going to preach. <laughs> this is my comfort. I'm bringing my Bible with me. My, some of my girls, little, they have their blankies. I have my Bible. So um, I'm just going to read a verse first. My voice shaking and my knees are wobbling. So, uh, but you all look happy. So um, I'm just going to start with a verse. And any of you down there, start praying for me because I'm nervous already. And I've told I'm a very bubbly person, but this is daunting, you know. So I'm going to start with Luke 8, verse 47. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. So uh, I'll start with my testimony, and then as my testimony is going to proceed, you'll understand why that verse is for me the Lord gave it to me so it's personal so I kind of wrote a few notes it's um, first of all I just want to say a special thank you to Florence she was very kind opening up her home and she just made us feel like family and comfortable and thank you Florence for leaving us stay in your home and for feeding us overwhelmingly into the church the food was gorgeous yesterday and thank you for everything um my name is Eileen O'Keefe. Um, before I got married, my name was Eileen Graney. Some of you know my brother Weston. He's my brother. So basically, I was raised on the north side of Cork City. And, um, you know, it'd be like being raised in Tala. And, you know, I just, my mom was a very strong Catholic woman. My dad was Catholic. And, but my mom was the glue to the family. And she was very, very Catholic. We, you know, I used to think all Irish families were like my family, very strong Catholic. I, I hope I'm speaking slower and clear. And um, we would say the rosary, the angelus would come on, and we say the angelus, and we went to mass and confession. If we didn't, we'd get a clip around the head. And, um, you know, my mum was very Catholic, but she had a Christian sense around her. And even though she was very Catholic... She was always still searching because if you grew up very Catholic in Ireland, you were always trying to get salvation. You were always looking for that blessed assurance, which you didn't have. So we would do novenas, novenas, I'm forgetting now, um, the Legion of Mary, you name it, we did it. And um, anyway, so we were raised up in, like, I had three older brothers and my younger sister, so my mum had four of us in a row. And, you know, we had a normal family. There was ups and downs. A bit of trouble came along in the home with one or two of the boys. And as a family, you love your family, warts and all, as we say, but one got into trouble and we did our best. And there was a few bumps and humps and we tried to get our family, especially my brother Weston, through a lot of um, difficulties he had. And my mum rallied around him and... Weston was kind of, he had an addiction and my mum did her best to send him out to um, rehabs. And at one stage he came, he came back from Wales and he still suffered from addiction but he went to kind of a Christian sense which when he came home to my mum he says, Mum you need to start looking around in Christian churches. So uh, my mum did and she kind of brought us around to a few Christian churches. I would go everywhere with my mum. My mum would just take me everywhere. But my mum was really, really, really searching. And but even though she was searching, she went to a few Christian churches. She never settled anywhere. And to make a long story short, um, she got saved while she was in the Catholic church. But it was her neighbour that gave her a gospel tract. So 
any of you that ever give out a gospel track, don't ever underestimate the power of a gospel track. So, like, in my mum's bedroom, she would have no Venus height and whatever. And that's her personal testimony. She was always looking for salvation. So her neighbour, who got born again, and my mum was always known as the religious one, and he was a recovering alcoholic, saying, Lily, you need to read this. You don't need to be doing all these rituals. And my mum would bring us to Medjugorje and the Holy Land and lower lords and everything. That's how deep we went with so anyway my mum got saved and she got saved by this track and but it took her 17 years to come out of the catholic church because she just never found the right place but anyway i go back to my own testimony anyway when weston was recovering and he came back from other um rehabs or centers he was looking for a christian church so weston found um uh, Blarney Baptist Church, Craig Ledbetter, many of you know of him. So that's all right. Weston started bringing my mother out, and that was fine. We were used to my mum coming and going, but we always stayed Catholic. And then all of a sudden, my mum was great. My mum, any time, my mum still is great, any time um, her birthdays was there, you could just buy her a statue, a rosary bead, a fountain. She was so easily to buy. I mean, our home was just a grotto. Sarah, the Lady of Lords, Lady of Medjugorje, you name it. You know, and then as the years went by, instead of getting the smaller ones, we got bigger ones. So that's all right. My mum started going out with Weston to the Bible Baptist Church, but this was different. My mum came back and she was like, that man out there preached the word of God in a way I've never heard before. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. So I still, I still kept going to Mass. And my mum and Weston were really beginning to get involved in the church. And, you know, and things started changing with the home. All of a sudden, this get a knock at the door. And the American voice, hi, can I come in? With the old Craig Ledbetter. And he started getting more frequent in the home. And Weston and my mum started getting more stronger in this face. And what happened then was kind of hurtful for our family was um, we just began to notice a change. I was around 19, 18 at this time and the statues started to get less and less. The holy pictures started getting less and less and the family was beginning to notice it and we're like, what's going on here? And then eventually my mum turns around to us and she says, she drilled Catholicism into us, you know, very much so. And not in a bad way, but that was her belief. That was our belief. And she says, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. I was wrong. You know, the Catholic Church is not the way. And, you know, for to hear that, it'd be like Kevin turning around to his kids and say, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. The Bible's not the way. This was the way. It was heart-wrenching, you know. And coming from my mum, and we're like, but you told us to go to confession, you told us to go to Mass. And, you know, it was like somebody took the rug out from under us. So uh, so basically, my mum and Weston were going to a Christian church now, and half of the family was still going to Mass. And it divided the family because every Sunday my mum and my dad would go to Mass, and my dad was missing his wife at Mass. And it was a tour in the family, and a lot of us was hurt, you know. I was hurt. But around the same time, my grandfather, who was my rock, I was, I mean, growing up, 
I mean, to get away from family troubles in the home, I would visit my grandfather, his name is James O'Leary, every day after school, and he was my escape. But I hope I do not get emotional, and my voice is so shaky. And um, he passed away, um, say, my mum was involved in church away a year now, and he passed away a year later. So that was, for me personally, was like another rug that was pulled under me. And my grandfather was a very, like, he was Catholic, but he was the first person I ever found that would have, like, a Christian way about him. He would say, I would be redeemed. And I believe in my heart he was saved, but he was caught up in a lot of the rituals and traditions because he would always read the book of John and he was he would say things like, you need to know where you're going before you die, you know, and you're young and you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So when my granddad passed away, that was another rug from under me. So, and things like, like I said, things were starting to change in the family. There was a division. I was on the Catholic side now and Weston and my mum were on this side and there was hurt and confusion. So... And after my grandfather died, I was like, you know, I was very good living for my grandfather, my mom, and stuff like that. I says, you know, I was going through a low point in my life, and I said, do you know what? I, I, I still remember, I said, do you know what? I'm going to put religion, God, and everything I know on a shelf. And, like, I was after finishing college, and... I ended up getting a job in Roach's stores for the summer. I was doing office work and, oh, you know me, I'm an outgoing person. I couldn't sit behind a desk for long. And then I got a summer job in Roach's stores and I ended up staying there for eight, nine years. And because um, it was more dealing with the public, I was more outgoing. So basically, when my mom and Weston went their way and it kind of shook me, I said, I'm going to put God religion on a shelf. I'm just whatever. So I started, I was like 20 when I started getting getting involved with a social life. So I started, I probably, you know, I didn't, you know, the thing with sin, right? You have a box of matches. You just have to play with one match to get burned. You don't have to play with the full box. So I started normally socialising as a 20-year-old, and I mean, I, I kept my Pioneer Pledge and everything, and I, I, I wouldn't drink alcohol, but I threw all that to the wind. So I started socialising with my friends and just going to the pubs and nightclubs, as a lot of young people do. I didn't, you know, it's sin is sin. I'm not going to... I mean, I drank that. I was drinking alcohol, and, you know, you drink until you get merry and drunk and have so-called laugh with your friends and that's the furthest I went and I started getting into a relationship a worldly relationship but I was very low I was still grieved in my heart about the whole religion change in my mind and my granddad and I never probably properly grieved him but I was just low self-esteem I very low self-esteem and I just went down that path and I was only on that path for about a year, about socialising, you know. I was young, naive, silly, and I started going with the flow. And put it this way, I got burnt. I got burnt. And I remember my mum um, my and Weston were always saying to me, come out to church, come out to church. And I goes, no, I'm not going out to church. I'm just not going out. So, um, as you know, everybody know, when you, you, 
when you're in a club or nightclubs or pubs, you have your so-called friends around you. But if you got in trouble or you got burned, they scattered like the wind. And if there's any young people in here today, you know, ye are blessed to be in a church. I would have loved growing up in a church like this to get a bit of guidance, get a bit of wisdom. But I didn't, but the Lord still had control. So to make a long story short, I... Oh, this is sensitive to me, but um, I found out I had a, a worldly relationship. It wasn't seriously, but um, oh, it's very. I just love that song. My um, my sins are all gone. My um, my guilt is all gone. But when you're giving your testimony, it's like opening a can of worms again. I don't know, but I found out that I was going to become a mother, and I was in shock. Because, like I said, I wasn't, I was naive, and I'm not making no excuse, but it's like one match I played with, one time, one match I struck. I didn't, I didn't play with a few matches, I struck one match, but like I said to the girls, you just have to dip your finger into sin once to get burnt. You know, sometimes the Lord might leave people get away with it and get away with it, and I always felt, I played around with sin once and I got burnt. And yes, I did. I played around with sin. Don't mess with sin. Sin is sin. And I remember, like, you're talking about 13 years ago, 14 years ago. And I know Ireland is different now, but to go home and tell my mother that I was expecting a baby, I was so, I mean, shy, embarrassed. And there was, there was a bit of, like, grievance there, but... Like that, my mum was the colluded family. She just, you know, she was so good. She stuck with me and whatever. And my so-called friends and everybody scattered. Never no more to be seen. But that's all right. That nine months of my life was, I kind of, I became a nomad. I stayed in a lot. And I like that now. I was very spiritual. But I kept going, Lord, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Not because I'm becoming a mother, that was the exciting part, but because I messed around with sin. I knew I left God there, and I knew I sinned in many ways, in many ways. And um, how much was it right? But that nine months, I kept, I had this, I was so sick in the pregnancy. It was a rough time in my life. I was so sick. And I kept going, Lord, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was real Catholic. We repent a lot. We repent a lot. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Nobody never had to point the finger at me because I beat myself up enough for anybody. And Weston and my mom came into me and goes, I didn't come out to church. Come out to church. I said, I am not going to church, especially at this point of my life because they're going to point the finger, sinner, sinner, sinner. And I was like, no, I'm not ready for that. So anyway, I gave, in the 12th of April 2002, I gave birth to a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful baby girl, Amen. baby girl. And it was the best thing in my life, beautiful. And that, that time in Cork, there was the um, winter vomiting bug and nobody was allowed in. And... It was like, I was mixed emotions. Was, you know, you give birth to a baby and you're like, oh, I have to bring up this baby on my own. And 
I only want the best and it was Lord and I choose when I found out I was having a baby I choose I'm getting right with God I'm getting right with God because I knew I strayed I goes, I'm going to bring up this child right and then all of a sudden you know you're in a room on your own and this massive bunch of flowers came in and it was and there was a token there from the folks of Bible Baptist Church Blarney so um, I said to my mum when I came out of the hospital I was, um, Lydia was only a week old and I said I'd go out Sunday evening to say thank you for the flowers so I went out and I was expecting I don't know what I was expecting I suppose in Catholicism you're expecting the people to be up there and you to be down there you know look down upon and when I went in I was humbled by the friendliness, the normality, the welcome, the non-judgmentalness, I, and that was the it was Sunday evening, and I was all, and then Pastor Craig led better preach. I forgave him, I forgave his accent, but he <laughs> preached, and I was I remember what my mom said was. He spoke with authority or whatever, you know. I mean, there was preaching like. I never heard it before. And I only went out to say thank you, but I kept going back every Sunday and every Sunday. And I, that was April I went out. And on the 23rd of June, 2002 to 23rd of June, I went out and they were having the Lord's Supper. And Pastor Craig was preaching about how serious it is about the Lord's Supper. Don't participate if you're not saved or if you've sinned in your life. And I knew I wasn't participating anyway. But as he was preaching and explaining it, the Holy Spirit came alive. And it wasn't Pastor Craig's voice I was hearing. I was hearing the pull and tug of the Holy Spirit. And I remember saying, Lord, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for all my sins for the last 21 years of my life. I know I'm unworthy, whatever. And the Holy Spirit and the Lord clearly said to me, Eileen, you've repented long enough. And as Catholic, we can't, we, that time we, we repent. He goes, now you have to accept me into your heart and receive the forgiveness. And I, I you know, it's like a light went off my head. I, you could say sorry to the cows come home, but unless you say sorry and accept Jesus Christ and his salvation and his forgiveness, you know, and I said, all right, Lord, and... Um, I bowed my head and they were all doing the Lord's Supper and I said, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my personal Lord and Saviour and I'm so sorry for all my sins, past, present and future. And not only that, there was a difference with me. I said, not only do I accept you as my personal Lord and Saviour, I surrender my life to you also. So a lot of people get saved but they never surrender. And I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Saviour and surrendered my life to him. And, you know, that was um, June to 23rd of June 2002. And honestly, there was a weight lifted up off me. I mean, when you get saved, you want to sing hallelujah, shout hallelujah. And I remember I was shaking and I grabbed my mom and I says, Mom, I think I, I never knew what a panic attack was, but I said, Mom, I think I get a panic attack. And she was like, what do you mean? I goes, I just got saved. And, you know, she, she just, you know, I think she went white. And uh, Pastor Craig, there was something different about that morning because he just did the Lord's Supper and he says, I've, you know, and he ended, usually he preaching afterwards, but he says, the Lord is telling me just to 
fellowship afterwards. And funny enough, my mum was shaking after I was shaking. And Pastor Craig came down to me and said, are you all right? I goes, and even saying the word saved wasn't even in my vocabulary. It wasn't, it wasn't a Catholic thing. And I was like, I was saying, I, I, I got saved. Even to say the word saved, you know, was even a stepping point, you know, and I got saved. And my mum would up, like, they had teams of coffee. My mum started shaking and cutting scones. And actually the first person she told was Kevin, you know. So, uh, so... I got saved and I stayed faithful to the church and um, that's okay. Within the year of my life, I mean, the Lord, I think then of Romans 8, 28, all things work for good. And the Lord took my life and made something beautiful out of it. You know, he took me, my daughter, and he gave me, well, he, like... I was only saved a month, and he started chasing me, let me tell you that. He started chasing me, because I went out there, and I was like, oh, I don't want nothing to do with anyone. And then I could see my mum and Craig talking, and they were like, oh, Kevin O'Keefe wants to take you off for dinner. I was like, no way, no way. And, um, but I, I gave him a shot, so. <laughs> but uh, to make a long story short, the Lord took something from my life and made it wonderful, wonderful. He gave me a husband, he gave my daughter a father, a dad, and Lydia was only four weeks old, I think three or 12 weeks old. And within one year of becoming a mother, I got saved, which is the most glorious thing, and I became a wife. So talking about a roller coaster, but I want to give all glory to God because You know, and I'm looking at all you young people out there, you know, stay on the right path. Stay on the right path. You know, you don't have to go. You go straight once and that could change you. Now, I was blessed. The Lord took my situation and made something beautiful out of it and wonderful out of it. But, you know, if you're in a church and you have guidance you know, all I needed in my life was a bit of guidance and whatever. And we're so privileged. The youngsters are so privileged to be brought up in a Christian home, to be told this is the way, this is right. I mean, I grew up in Ireland where nobody says, you know, you know, wait or, you know, there's better, there's, you know, there's a proper life out there. But the Lord made something beautiful out of my life and we're married. Twelve years. <laughs> it only feels like a year. It only feels like Paul and the newlyweds there. So, and um, when I got married, and then Kevin says, "I'm called to preach." I'm like, "What do I even mean?" You know. But the Lord, will, if you surrender and give your life to Jesus, He could do wonderful works over it. And that's it. And thank you for listening to me. Thank you.